Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm here tonight with the Split Six veteran, Michael Carls. Though it's been a minute, how are you doing? Man, got it. I got tingles because I'm so excited. So excited for this, uh, this time being back on the podcast, this chair it's like my my home. You're messing. With, I'm, I'm fucking with this microphone. He's fucking with my mic, so it's fine. But no, uh, no, I if you, I'm I'm doing great. I just got back from a long weekend of heavy drinking at Faster Horses. That's what I like to hear. And uh, so I decided, what better way to end that weekend than coming on and drinking more beer? <laughs> Seven percenters too tonight. Oh fuck. <laughs> we didn't. We, I know we haven't introduced the beer yet, guys. We'll get to it. Give us a second. We have to talk about. Faster horses first. Somewhere I've never been and probably never will go. But let's hear your take on it. Well, I have a different experience than most people. Okay. We stay at a lake house. That like, sounds a lot um, better. <laughs> 10 minutes away. And um, so all day, we just hang out at the lake house, go tubing, swimming, drink, play drinking games, whatever. And then we don't go to the actual concert until around 5 o'clock. What time do the shows start over there? Uh, the first people usually go on, I think, around like noon. Oh, really? But all the main people that, if you're into country music, who mm-hmm. like the main, like the best people, start start playing around six. Yeah. So, but it was fun. Um, I found a new drink that I love. Well, let's it's, hear it. It's a uh, it's vodka with the yellow Red Bull. The yellow can. Oh, okay. So vodka Red Bull, but yellow Red Bull? It has to be the yellow Red Bull. It's incredible. I had so many of those, my heart probably (laughs) was going to stop if I didn't slow down on them. Yeah. (laughs) Because I I forgot that I was drinking Red Bull, and I just kept consuming them, and I'm like... Yeah, my, this is probably not good for my heart. <laughs> so I switched to beer. Does it keep you like up all 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 the the entire show though? Yeah, yeah, it can get tiring being at a concert for you know six hours. You know, from yeah. the time you get there, a day. <laughs> so yeah, six hours a day for three days. But it was fun. I would highly recommend, even if you don't like country music, to go because it's just an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I've never been, but I would not stray away just because it's country music. You know, you know, I'm never gonna go to like a country music show unless it's Harrow Fair. Really liked them when I saw them, but they're not traditional country. But a traditional country music show, you know, I'm never gonna go. But if it's something like Faster Horses, I could be swindled into going. Yeah, it's a festival. So how much does fun. it cost to get in there? Huh, two hundred and thirty dollars a ticket. But it's for the whole weekend, though. Yep. Does it include camping, or is that no? Okay. But we, I know you guys camp, didn't. So Whose lake house will. is that? Casey's. Oh, nice. So you'd be more than welcome. Oh well, hey, uh, maybe next year we'll see. Yeah, it's a big party, <laughs> man. We're gonna we, let's start this party, huh? Oh yeah, okay. Let's, uh, Mike. What beer are we drinking today? We are drinking, uh, Ordock Brewing Company Reclamation IPA. It is brewed in Marquette. And it is, a, as he said, it is a 7% alcohol by volume. A cornerstone of community, both then and now, a brewery and its beer. Framing citrus and herbal notes for, from a blend of Pacific Northwest hops upon... I'm sorry, this is hard to read. Upon a bearing wall of English malt conducts, a taste profile 
Built for balance because it is not about charting a new course. It's about finding one that's right. Let's it's open preferred these. to be drank in glassware at 50 degrees. And Mike, of course, did bring a glass up here. I did not because, you know, it's me. I am a big proponent of not drinking out of bottles. Why is that? I don't know. Are you afraid of phallic objects? It's just been my thing for a while. Like, even if you come to my house, you can't drink your beer if it's a glass bottle unless you put it in one of my 200 pint glasses that I own. Now, this is a darker IPA. I can tell from the pour. It is. It has some sediments in there floating around in the glass. We all like sediment. Uh, Beer number one. Sport. You know, Mike, the best thing about having you on the podcast is the intros, and I never have to worry about how long they are, because other people, we kind of have to dilly-dally for a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, we we had we were running out of time. <laughs> right, yeah. Thanks for uh, pushing it forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, sports. You know what? I'm excited to be here. Why? Because I listen to the Split Six uh, podcast weekly. Nice. And I would say 80% of your guests have no idea about sports at all. Yeah. We've been on a good streak, though, lately, if you haven't noticed. You have, but when I think back to like most, like a lot of guests, it's Nick talks about sports Mm -hmm. while someone who's there usually just is silent (laughs) and then Nick has to probe them to talk. Nothing against them. They just don't know about sports. It's tough. There's not many people that know about all three topics on this podcast, but I still got to keep it going because I don't pay anybody to be on it and... I don't have anyone that's... You actually pay people to be on it by giving them beer. I guess that is true. You know what? I should I should start saying that more often. <laughs> <laughs> you should you should uh, have your guests start bringing the beer. So at least you make a little bit of money. I mean, yeah, that's great. You want to be on my podcast? Bring me three beers. <laughs> <laughs> you would... I would... I'd do it. That's what I was wondering if you asked, because Mike asked me today if I if I had beer, and I was like, of course I do. And I thought you were going to recommend a six-pack or something. but I was just going to pick one up, but uh, I figured, you know what? Yeah, I'll just let you choose. I can't, I- <laughs> you can't be the only guest that actually buys me beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the worst guest was? No, not, not in terms of content, but in terms of drinks. Oh, gosh, Joe McNavich doesn't drink beer. That's what that uh, fucking Jack Daniels thing up there is. That looks gross. It tasted like soda, because it was soda mixed with a little bit of Jack, probably. <laughs> that doesn't look very good. But anyways, let's yeah. get on to sports. Michael. Yes. The British Open. It was so good. And uh, let me pre- preface this by saying I'm not a big golf connoisseur in terms of watching golf. I'm just starting to love playing it, so... You're going to be the ringleader on this topic. Well, let me just tell you about the storylines going into okay. the Open Championship or the British Open. So you had Tiger Woods playing really good golf yep. um, up into it. So he was going to he it was the first time he's played a link style course in the Open Championship in like four years. Now, b- before you move on, what does a link style course mean? So a link style course, the the biggest they they're usually. Um, all the holes are like right next to each other. Okay. There's not a lot of trees, but every the course is usually protected by a lot of like bunkers, and the wind is usually crazy. Okay, because um, of the lack of trees, I would presume. Yeah, and when you're playing in the when you're playing over in Scotland and stuff, these courses, the way that they're constructed, they're just 
they, they just they're brown that's like one of the things that they're like here in america we like think of golf courses and they're green and uh-huh. like beautiful and over there their version of beauty in golf is when their courses are baked out as they say okay and so the grass is all much. dead and there it's it, everything's really fast and that's really why they hard. call it the green maybe because that's the only part of the course that's yeah truly green they're yeah the greens were pretty green but the rest of the course is just dead interesting but i love it but anyway so you had tiger woods playing well francesco molinari came in hadn't finished worse than second place in his last four events um you had rory Mc, roy mcelroy mm-hmm. playing terrible but he was a he was a pretty big favorite coming in because he's he grew up on that course Right. Um, you had a bunch of, you had a bunch of storylines, um, going into it, but awesome weekend. Uh, I woke up at faster horses at 5am each day to watch tiger woods. Uh, after a whole night of drinking, I got out of bed to watch it. There you go. Um, tiger woods made the cut that, uh, just speaks. I mean, we'll, we will get, we'll probably get to this later, but that just speaks to the power of tiger woods. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is one of my top five favorite athletes of all time, mm-hmm. and so I had he's been he was playing he's been playing really well. I thought you know I he knew he had a chance this weekend, so I really wanted to watch it. But the biggest story was Tiger Woods did hold the outright lead on Sunday okay. for like a matter of four holes until yep. he d- he double bogeyed and lost the lead. But his playing partner Francesco Molinari. Didn't have a bogey, one over par, uh, in yeah. the entire Saturday and Sunday. Thirty six holes straight, no bogeys, and he just he he just plays. He, he just was he in comp contention at all? Yeah, so he was. So he on Saturday decided that he was going to shoot a sixty five, so which was six under, put himself in contention. Sunday he's playing with Tiger. And the wind is really, really, really bad on Sunday. And Francesco Molinari, as I mentioned earlier, he's been on this, like, obnoxious heater. Like, mm-hmm. his past four events, he the worst finish he's gotten is second place. Wow. So, so <laughs> go, yeah. Has he won any of the ones? Yeah, he won two, and then he came in second in two. Wow. So he's been, he's been, no one, like, he's been on an absolute tear. And so going into Sunday, he was three back when the day started. And he just played brilliant golf. Like, no bogeys, as mentioned. Every shot, just perfect. Uh And just didn't make any mistakes. And ended up uh, claiming his the first Italian player to ever win the Open. He won? He won. Oh, damn. Yep, so Tiger Woods playing partner won. By playing partner, that just means they, like... Uh, play at the same time yeah so because they, they were, don't use cards right in the uh no they things. walk but they talk they 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 were paired with each other because uh they were both right next to each other in the standings mm-hmm. going into sunday and uh jordan spieth defending champ held the lead beginning of sunday complete just played poorly all day ended up tying for second or third i think but. i heard he got nervous when tiger woods was like encroaching on his lead well, the story, if you looked at Twitter, I mean, everyone was going nuts because of Tiger. Yeah. And it is a thing when you see, when you start looking at the, uh, the standings and you see Tiger Woods is climbing, mm-hmm. there is this, when Tiger Woods was back in his heyday, right. Sundays 
when he was wearing his Tiger Red on Sundays, which he was yesterday, and he's playing good golf, it seems that everyone around him just starts crumbling. And it happened over and over again. Yeah, and it, it started happening yesterday. The people that were tied for the first went heading into on Sunday um, all crumbled. I almost think it's like a psychological thing that just goes on because, like, you know, th- I, if you think about it in context of Tom Brady. Like, you know, like, like just look at the, the either the Falcons game of the Super Bowl two years ago or the fucking uh, AFC championship game this last year. Yeah. Like, you know, you have a lead, but you're not comfortable. And if, if Tom Brady does something good, it's going to mess with your psyche because you know what this guy is capable of. Or even LeBron James, you know, coming yeah. back from uh, other deficits. You know? Yeah. I know. I think there's definitely something to it. I think it does affect a lot of players. Mm-hmm. It obviously did not affect Francesco Molinari. Because he was playing right alongside him. Right. And at one point when Tiger held the lead and the crowds were roaring. and I mean, it's amazing. It's so good for golf that Tiger is playing well again. Um, he actually did well enough in this tournament to qualify for um, the World Golf Championships in two weeks. Um, and he's won that event eight times in his career. So is he, Does he have the record? For? Wins? for that tournament yes okay, but sounds um, like it if someone else has the record and that's kind of crazy yeah so he's yeah and so he qualified just based off how well he did in the in the open so tiger woods is playing really good i think you know i i keep hearing people you know even when i was at the fs horses this weekend people that aren't super into golf like i am mm-hmm. like ah oh, he's done he's never gonna win again and it, i just think if you watch the open and you think that Tiger Woods can never win again, you're crazy. He was one of the best players out yeah. there. I mean, what did he finish? He finished tied for third. If he, if someone finishes tied for third, they can win an Open, regardless of who they are. There's a difference when you say, like, you can make a bold statement and say he won't win, uh, but you can't. you cannot say that he can't win. Yeah, he can definitely win. He's playing, he's playing, like, so I look at like a lot of advanced metrics and stuff when it comes to golf. He's in the top 10 in almost every major category this year. Mm-hmm. He's playing incredible. And ever since he switched his putter a few weeks back, his putting stats are even good. He was one of the best putters in the field, besides for like the winner, um, at the Open. So okay. he's his putting's coming back, and the rest of his game, the rest of his game is really solid. So... I'm super excited for the next uh, couple of events with Tiger. Hopefully he can uh, get a victory because as soon as he gets one, I think it's going to be a, a landslide of, of wins. So you were at Fasted Horses when all this was going on. So you didn't, you said, did you say you wake you woke up to watch golf? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because luckily, because it was, I don't know, because it was overseas in Scotland. Was it in Scot- Scotland? Yeah. Even though it's called the British, oh, Britain. It's, they switch it to the Open. Never mind. Sorry, guys. Britain is yeah, Great is Britain. Scotland. Great yeah. Britain is the three. United Kingdom is the four. Yeah. If you don't know what I mean by the three or the four, go back to history class. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, they. Uh, but because they were, they were, you know, they're ahead in time. Um, uh, the first group every day teed off at two forty-five a.m. our time. Okay. And the last group teed off around ten a.m. So I just got up. Tiger Woods played at 5 a.m. a couple days, so I just got up and watched him. He was done playing by 
11, 10 or 11. So I still have my whole day in front of me. Yeah, me and a fellow friend of the podcast, Jeremy Mahar, were on the golf course during on Sunday, and we were just checking on Twitter. Uh, you know, but it did make me make me check Twitter to see what was going on. You know, and I'm not even a big fan of watching golf. I love playing golf, and um, but you know, watching it, I've always from my from my youth, I've always been like, this is so much more boring. Could you get more boring? And I mean, with the caveat that I know baseball is more boring, <laughs> but uh, now I'm I'm kind of excited to one day be bored on a Sunday or something and just to turn on TV and maybe watch some golf because once you play it. And people say the same thing with baseball too, but yeah, golf is more. Like so anyone I used can play to it. I used to love watching baseball when I played baseball. As I've gotten older and I haven't played baseball in a lot, I it's very hard for me to watch baseball. Um, you do you think that's just because of the Tigers? Do you think if the Tigers were good, you could watch baseball? I mean, I will maybe po- well postseason. I'm sure you could. Yeah, yeah, postseason for sure. But I mean, I used to watch. I, not every game. I used to watch a lot of Tiger games. Yeah. Like, I would go out of my way at night to watch them. Now it's it's like a last resort. Now my question is: Is it because of their their uh, putridness on the on the no diamond, or is it it's just because of your lack of interest? It's my I've baseball has fallen down my list of interests. I'm I'm I love like top three sports are for me right now is football, UFC, and golf. Like, and I will speaks to football and um well and, and the other ones kind of seem like you know more sp- specified things. So not the big four like UFC and UFC and golf are not like you know sports. I do watch a lot watch. of NBA, but that's just because I play daily fantasy. I mean, I think it's the league is dumb mm-hmm. right now with with how these teams are being set up so it's really hard for me to like get that enthralled in basketball i just play it to try to win money watch it to try to win money you know basketball the thing with like yeah because you know you know who's gonna at least until lebron moved to la you knew who was going to be in the finals like pretty much like within like two teams you yeah could say. and now we just we know who's gonna win this year yeah it's mm-hmm. they just locked it up by signing uh demarcus cousins so the thing is i would not i this would be one of the years where i will not book the warriors winning because of the fucking celtics if they're healthy i think the celtics could beat them i don't think demarcus cousins is as big of a deal as everyone thinks but i think you're crazy demarcus cousins when he tries because it's hilarious because he's a pro player one of the best players in the league and you'll watch him and you just he, you can tell he's just not trying some mm-hmm. nights. He just walks down the court and just is in, in, uninterested. But I think it also stems from the fact that he's been playing on really bad teams mm-hmm. um, who have no chance of winning, really. So I think that's where a lot of his... Uh, but he does he just has attitude problems, right? You but, know, I, there's just too many players on that team that need the ball. But he just... And, I mean, he the, the thing that I think is crazy... Why I think it's going to be overpowered is... DeMarcus Cousins signed a minimum contract yeah. to play there because he just wants to win because he knows that they're going to well, win the championship. Well, other, also, other teams wouldn't sign him to max deals. No one would. He would have taken one if it was from a team that maybe could have been a contender. You know, like the Lakers could have offered him one. He would have. He, there's no doubt he would have accepted it. Yeah. They didn't offer him one. Yeah. I mean, he did get offered one by the Pelicans, and he turned that down. Okay. So that was, you know, his other team. So I just, yeah. But golf is awesome. I'm so addicted. My wife 
Chelsea. Um, hey, I don't think it. you've been on since your wedding, so uh, let's just give a quick congratulations to Mike and Chelsea. Thank you. Killed Thank it you. on their wedding. Guys, I wish you could have been there. Mike got iced in the best way possible. It was great. I did get iced <laughs> while doing the while removing the garter. Yeah. <laughs> it was I it was completely out of left field. No idea it was coming. But I, it was awesome. I I was so happy in that moment. <laughs> but anyways, go on. But yes, uh I'm addicted to uh I mean, I'm just addicted to sports in general, let's be real. Yeah. So Yeah, sports have um a way of like you know, like, cause you didn't used to be addicted to golf, but like once you start like getting really involved in it and whatnot and any, any kind of sport, like you start, like you start taking over your world a little bit. Yep. Like I've been trying to explain this to Melissa, my addiction to football and the lions. And it's just like, I can't imagine the happiness I would feel if the lions go to the Super Bowl, or even win a playoff game. Like, yeah. If the lions, Make it to a Super Bowl this year. I've already predicted. Yeah, you have multiple times. You you've said it over and over. But I, if I it, it happens, I don't know if Detroit will survive it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just it will be pandemonium you around here. You know, I will add to that. I don't care if Detroit survives it because I could die happy if that happens. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I would be very happy. I. I am a Lions fan. Uh, you also are a negative Lions fan. I am a realistic Lions fan. That's the same way of saying negative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. I'm a. If you're you're if you say that you're a realistic Lions fan and you base your opinions on the history, then you're just a negative Lions fan. No, I'm just basing it off the fact that I look at their team, and I'm mm. not. I, I'm not sold that they're the best in the in the. Yeah, I, the I, I don't understand. even think they're the best in their division. I mean, it's it's any you pick any team to go to the Super Bowl, you're you're kind of just like going off on a limb. Yeah, but you know what's good, yeah. and the Lions are good, and there are so many things that correlate to their success for me that it's just. I mean, I know you're a big Carry On Johnson fan. I am. Yes, he's a true definition of just like a gamer. Mm-hmm. That dude. I don't even know how he survived. He played in the SEC, and he was just... I, I He might get hurt. He reminds me of, like, Chris Ivory. Okay. Uh, That's not a very good comparison. Well, I'm not going to compare him to a legend. He hasn't even played a game yet. So, But his running style in a, from a f- current football player reminds me of, like, Chris Ivory, where he just is like a missile running down the field looking to attack people. I've heard a lot of Le'Veon Bell comparisons. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know you if just, he's. You just don't want to make that claim. Too, I'm not going to make that too claim. bold for you. I, it's that's too bold for me. I think he's, he's violent. He's a violent runner. He's hesitant and he's quick to explode. I would just say he's violent. He just runs seeking contact. I mean, the 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 highlights I've seen, it seems like he's the opposite of Amir Abdullah, where Amir Abdullah is like really quick to cut to the side and to get out of a tackle, but then get tackled by a bunch of people where he is really quick to uh, know when to explode forward. Yeah. Which is what, like, Le'Veon Bell's style is. I love him. I'm hoping that it's great. Um, If he turns out to be Le'Veon Bell, then, yeah, we'll probably go to the Super Bowl. (laughs) You Um, think? (laughs) But if he doesn't and we don't have a run game again this year, there's no chance that we're going to the Super Bowl. If we don't have a run game this year, I 
give up because there's no reason we shouldn't. If I mean, assuming the line is healthy, because we have on paper, I feel like definitely the best run, the best line in the North, and I would be pretty sure we'd be in the top five in the NFL. I think Pro Football Focus rated us top ten. Right. I mean, I think it's because of Ragnow hasn't played and Glasgow. I mean, he's going back to his more natural position. But, you know, Taylor Decker still only three years in uh, and was hurt last year. TJ Lang sucked last year. Ricky Wagner sucked last year. But lines need time to gel. Yep, they do. I, I think the line's going to be really good. You think they're making the playoffs? But the but I'm like on the fence right now i think they're winning the division i i wish we were in a different division i just that's the thing like that's the reason people shit on matthew stafford so much i feel like is because he's in the same division as aaron Rodgers. because if he wasn't he would have won multiple division titles well i don't think yeah but i don't i don't even think the packers are the the issue this year i i think the vikings are still really oh, good yeah I, i'm i'm just i forget that how how bad i think kirk cousins is <laughs> yeah i mean he's not that bad and he, he's definitely serviceable for that team that team is good i'll admit that but um i just think he, he will not have as good as a season as case keenum did last year his team had a miraculous season and maybe you know honestly case keenum could be better than we thought because mm-hmm. he's set a what, bunch what, of college records he what, looked he good pl- last year he played under jeff fisher Who like that doesn't ruins count. everyone yeah, you know, it's like Jeff Fisher reminds me a lot of Jim Caldwell, like conservative guys. Maybe one of them is racist, but Jim Caldwell definitely <laughs> wasn't. Jeff Fisher, I, this, this is just a silly sidebar, but Jeff Fisher looks like a racist person. Oh, my God. That's such a stereotype. What do you What do you mean? Handlebar just because he's a white, middle-aged dude with a mustache, he's racist? <laughs> that is a stereotype. You're right. And I'm sticking to it. Oh, my God. No, I Jeff Fisher is the worst coach in all the sports, no matter the sport of all time. Yeah, right. he's literally the worst. Because what? Who did he coach? He Jared Goff, Case Keenum, um, Todd Gurley, and they all sucked under him, and now they're like world beaters. Yeah, I mean, he literally coached two quarterbacks that were in the NFC Championship game playing against each other last year. Right, like those are his quarterbacks on the team that he took to seven and nine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and especially because, like, Sean McVay, uh, head coach, offensive-minded head coach, young, good ideas, new ideas, yep. coming in, takes that team that no one thought was going to do what they did. You know, now Rams are probably one of the favorites to go and win the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, the Lions, we got the same thing, but on the defensive side of the ball. Like, we got defensive coach, young, new ideas, fresh ideas, taking a team that... Our, you know, our defense is not uh, the same as the Patriots. I would say that people would more, people would probably rate our defense last year better than the Patriots on paper. And now we have a, you know, we don't have the greatest defense, but we have a lot of players in position to take the ball away. Like we got Slay, we got Anza, we got Glover Quinn, we got young hopeful Jared Davis. Like I think we're gonna be a defense that maybe gives up some plays, but also has competing for the most turnovers because of how the style of play we're going to play. I'm excited for the line season. I just, I'm hesitant to think that we're, I mean, we're in one of the toughest divisions. We're, in football. That's the problem. We're in such a tar- tough division. It's all going to depend 
can Matthew Stafford win games on the road against teams with winning records? I think it depends. If I don't even want to put it on Stafford. I think it depends on our offensive line. If our offensive line works, Stafford wins games. Well, I mean, the biggest thing, too, I mean, imagine if we can – if we're set up to have it. So if we can have a running game for the first time mm-hmm. in – Ever maybe is me watching the Lions football. I don't like. Yeah, I didn't were, watch we, Barry Sanders. We were both not Barry Sanders. No, so like fans. Since, well, I mean, I've, sure. No, we weren't. We I weren't. wasn't a Barry Sanders fan because yeah. I was too young. So, um, yes, looking back, I know he's one of the greatest. I'm not dogging him for that, but like since I since I've been watching football, the Lions have never had a run game. If they can get a run game, I'm not mm. even. They don't need to be top five, but like top. 15? If they can have like maybe four 100 yard rushing games, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, <laughs> hell. Just be top be top 10 to 15 in the league in rushing right. instead of the last like team 29 or 30 or 31 or and 32. You know, if Carrion Johnson can be like, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be Le'Veon Bell, but if he can be somewhat close to that, my God, how we have the most underrated receiving core in the league. Because um, Golden Tate, best uh, yard after catch receiver, and just a fucking trooper. And Marvin Jones is super underrated, I think. Like, he, he can get a jump ball, even though he doesn't look like he can. And Kenny Galladay, who knows what he's going to be, but his before he got injured, man, was he electric. And, you know, tight end, okay, I guess we have a tight end weakness. I think that's their weakest part in our offense. It's our tight end. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. No. No, I think who who did we we, we have, have Michael Roberts and Luke Wilson. Oh yeah, we got Luke Wilson with two L's. Yeah. <laughs> what? He spells his name W I L L S O N. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh like he's already going to give us two losses. <laughs> no, <Michael>. no. <laughs> I think he's actually going to be fine. I think uh I think we we focus so much on the tight end position. Because we drafted Eric Ebron as as you know tenth overall, so everyone's yeah. eyes were focused on the tight end position. The tight end position in football is not even important. Um, yeah, unless you have like one of the top two or three tight ends, it's not important. Like Gronk, of course, he's important. Sure, yeah. If you have a difference maker at the position, mm-hmm. but for the most part, if you just have guys that can block and catch a ball occasionally, mm-hmm. that's all you really need. You don't need them to be these otherworldly players. You just need them to be solid players. Right. And I think that we have that. So it'll be nice that we don't have to focus on every time freaking murder holes drops. Um, oh, that's a reference from another podcast. Um, it's okay. Eric Ebron, uh, a.k.a. murder holes for hands, <laughs> uh, drops passes. Uh, we you know we don't have to focus on that anymore. Yeah, no, and you know if, if let's assume Kenny Galladay is what we thought he was going to be last year before he got injured, like, and then if if we have a running game, gosh, we have one of the best passing attacks in the league without a running game. We were ranked dead last in running. Yeah, and we still could throw the ball. That I think that speaks to Matt Stafford more than any other stat could, because. He knows where to, where to put it, and you know, and she also speaks to Jim Bob Cooter with his designed like throw it to Golden Tate really quick and hit him running. Yeah, know? the passing game's the extension like of the mm-hmm. running game. Imagine we have that option and 
like they can't just play up on Golden Tate because they have to worry about Carryon Johnson. God, I really hope Carryon Johnson's good, man. I think he will be, and even if he's not, I think that there is a running back on this team that will benefit from the greatness of our offensive line gelling together for a year because Wagner and Lang need to do that. They needed to figure out how it's going. They got better at the end of last year, and also Taylor Decker was hurt for the most of the year. So we have Taylor Decker, fucking Frank Ragnow. You know, he's going to be the wild card. What, what can he do? I mean, I think he's one of the safer because dude's a dude's a monster. Yeah. So I think the wild card is old ass TJ Lang. Can he stop being? Can he stop sucking? Yeah. Um. You know, because he's been on ninety seven won the ticket a bunch because he's friends with Mike Valeni. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> one of the things he did say was like, "It's weird being on the Lions and the calls just don't go your way sometimes." Yeah. And I believe that because, and it's not that I think like that we're being you know, screwed by the refs intentionally. I just think that history matters in terms of calls. And yeah, there's definitely a bias in refing. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's an, it's like an implicit bias, just like kind of like racism. Like it's kind of like the same way. Like you're, I mean, I don't think you're racist. Or I don't think I'm racist, but there are some things that we do that might be unintentionally racist, you know? Yeah. Like it's something we have to work towards getting better at, but <laughs> with uh, NFL refs, they're not going to work towards that because they don't, it's not like a social thing, you know? Right. <laughs> like, being Lions fan is not a race, so they're not going to be important to that, you know? Unless we make, like, a big... De- if we made, like, a like a big campaign about it, then I think, like, you know, I mean, we might get more calls. Like, imagine if we uh, rioted every time we got a bad call, and, you know, then they would think... They would have in the back of their head, like, okay, I got to make sure this is the right call. Are you calling for Detroit fans I'm to do calling, riots? I'm calling for riots, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Detroit riots all over hey, again. We don't got much right now. We have the Lions, and every other of our teams are fucking garbage right now. They really are, uh, and it's hilarious following all these Detroit media beat reporters and stuff on Twitter and mm-hmm. stuff. Because there's just so many fluff pieces out. Like, yeah, I read. I didn't even read it. I couldn't. I couldn't even click on it. I have click discipline. I, you know. Yeah. Hey, so, you still listen to Harris? Huh? Yeah. So I have click <laughs> discipline. So I won't look at some of these things. There was a there was an article I saw by some stupid Detroit um, website that I'll never read again, but it was <laughs> why Blake Griffin could be an MVP candidate this okay, year. Okay, come on. And so I I immediately just unfollowed them. Yeah, just... if you want an MVP candidate on the Pistons, the only one that has a chance is fucking Andre Drummond because he's still young. Did you hear those dumb shit Andre Drummond was spewing from his mouth? No. Uh, that Stanley Johnson is a better player than Jalen Brown. Fear number two, entertainment. I did not hear that, but um, come on, Andre. I yeah. mean, Andre has a chance, but wait, who is, he say he was a better player? He Andre Drummond said that Stanley Johnson is a oh. better player than Jalen Brown from the Celtics. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> as soon as I saw that. Um, quote, I was like, yep, the Pistons are doomed. <laughs> they think they're better than they are. They are, they are dumb. They're dumb. Yeah, so. the Pistons have, I mean. The Pistons they, aren't going to win for 10 years. They have to wait till all these players get old and retire. Unless Luke Kennard, like. Unless we get lucky and hit a lottery pick, but it's, we're Detroit. We're not going to. It's rigged. Yeah. Anyways, on to entertainment. That was a really fast sports segment. It really was. 
<laughs> was that actually? Can you check the tape? Was that thirty minutes? Yeah, it was. Holy shit! <laughs> All right, Mike Entertainment, you gotta take control of this one. Well, you know, so every well, this is only the second year, but I'm gonna say every year, I look forward to the summer because my wife and I we don't watch a lot of TV together. Okay. Um, I like sports. She kind of likes sports, but because of how obsessed I am with it, I think she kind of hates sports. Um, <laughs> I feel you there. <laughs> and then, like, we've tried to watch some shows together with little success. So, but there's one show that we both really like. Comes on in the summer. It's Big Brother. I think I talked about it before on this podcast I think last so. year. Time but for it, the Big Brother update. It's a Big Brother update for any of those who listen who or if you don't listen why you maybe should so if you don't know what big brother are you familiar with how how the show works okay um i know you've talked about it with me before mm-hmm. but no okay so it's kind of like survivor but it's set up in a house so you have you know uh i don't know how many people maybe like 18 people that okay. get that go and live in the giant house for a summer oh it's coming three back. months it's coming back to me and um Every week, there's a competition for who's going to be the head of household, and the head of mm-hmm. household gets to nominate two people every week for eviction. The you know voted off the island survivor yeah. reference. Okay, so and then and then after they n- nominate those people, there's a veto uh, competition where six people compete: the head of household, the two people that are nominated, and then three random people that are chosen out of a box. Okay. And whoever wins that gets the power of veto, and they either can use it and take someone off the eviction block, and then the head of household has to put someone else up, or they can keep the nominations the same. And then every week, the house votes on who leaves the house. Okay. And then there's like little side things that come in, like little powers or other competitions for like prizes or good food. And there's a bunch of stuff to it, but it's kind of like Survivor, and then every week someone has. Uh, there's like six people that have to that are have to eat like uh, slop, and they have to sleep in uncomfortable beds. And the house head of household get puts those people in that room. So mix it a little bit with the fear factor. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the beds aren't like crazy. They're just like weird shaped, or and they yeah. have to eat this really gross slop stuff. I don't know, <laughs> but. Anyway, so just kicked off about three weeks ago. There's been three evictions so far uh thank god so first week uh steve he was a undercover police officer he was the oldest guy in the show okay he didn't really gel with anyone because he was kind of he was like people's like dad no one really wanted him around yeah (laughs) and he he tried to act really cool and no one was buying it so steve left it was sad because he had this he like in his intro video he's like get ready for the summer of steve and everyone was like hashtag hashtagging summer of steve on twitter he didn't make it he was the first one evicted <laughs> um and then there is a summer of leave yeah bitch. that's right that's what yeah and then there was a guy named swaggy c oh i hope he dosed so his name was chris uh but he always he goes by swaggy c he literally wore he brought like 50 shirts in every shirt it was different like style and color but they all said swaggy c on them but for the first week you really thought he was kind of he thought he was running the house and some people were like under him but uh they 
they got him out. They backdoored him. He had no idea what was going like that it was going to happen. He thought he was just running shit. Now, um, before you go on, mm-hmm. I've, I have a memory coming to me of you talking about this. Mm-hmm. Is it called Big Brother because you can live look on the cameras? Yeah. So you can sign up on CBS um, on their website, and you can have access to the cameras in the house 24-7. They're slightly delayed just so they can... Because they monitor them too to make sure that no one's seeing like some like yeah some like wieners or whatever. Um, but sometimes there are slips. You never you know if you watch it. Um, mm-hmm. But you get to see. There's literally people that just watch this all the time, and then there's like you can. Sometimes I have to stay off Twitter because things get spoiled because the TV shows slightly oh, behind okay. the live feeds, you know. So besides the live eviction night, that's live, like the actual eviction. Yeah. So you don't know that, but everything, a lot of stuff happens. Obviously, not in the one hour that's on TV three right. days a week. So people are watching those Damn, live. This is like live the, streams. the fucking future of like reality TV. I feel like it's. I mean, it's they're on their they're on the twentieth season. So oh damn, this yeah, is this not is the, the future. This is our. This is the now. Yeah, this is the twentieth season. So have they always had live look-ins? I don't know exactly when they start. Yeah, I mean, I know that they have, I think, maybe not for all 20 seasons. That's why, that is why it's called Big Brother, yeah, right? Yeah, because Big Brother's always watching. Yeah, and Big Brother is in the audience. Yeah. Yeah, so you can watch all the time. Like, um, you can vote every... There, there was some competitions where the fans voted on, like, the um, most trending player in the least. And then there mm-hmm. was either a, a award given to someone or like a punishment based on if you were the most talked about or the least talked about yeah. on social media. So it's kind of interactive in that way. Um, but it's on three nights a week. And then at night from 1am to 4am, it's on three nights a week. Yeah. It's on what, Sundays. What channel? Uh, it's on CBS. Wow. So it's on Sundays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And then on Pop TV, which I don't really know what that channel that is or if you even know about it, but no. <laughs> from 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. they have, which would be, because it's in California, that would be, okay. that would be what, 10 to 1? Four hours difference? Three hours different, right? No, yeah. three hours is uh, Phoenix. I think California is four. No, it's three. You sure? Yeah. The okay. furthest, yeah. Furthest continental U.S. is three hours are you sure yes. i'm pretty sure it's four it's not four. wait wait we have an alexa in here right now alexa what time is it in california the time in california is 5 12 p.m you're correct five yes. six seven yeah you're correct i know i knew i was right i would just thought you were wrong. checking me <laughs> um but yeah so it's a really cool show um obviously some of it's a little reality tv-esque you know they they they'll cut it to make it seem like They'll try to cut it to so they kind of have you on yeah. the edge of your seat. But if you watch the live feed, it's just real. Like these people are just in a house living together, trying to right. You, you know, can't really form dis- alliances and backstab people, and you can't really dispute it if they have a live feed going twenty four seven. Right, they do. So it's I mean, pretty like, cool. Any reality show is going to be cut differently based on the editor, you right? Know, for live TV, yeah. You know? So Chelsea and I will record the the um. 1, 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. stream on TV and then watch it the next day. Like, if we're just laying in bed, we'll turn it on and yeah. just, like, watch it so we can kind of get what's going on. But um, And then this past week, I was sad. 
one of my faves got voted out. <laughs> there was these two guys that called themselves the Bros, and they always work out, and just they were just wild and crazy. But they that sounds like not the ones that I would call my faves. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be, but they're they're hilarious. They were hilarious together, okay. and then and uh, but this like dorky kid who would we'd probably be friends. We would actually probably be friends with because he, mm-hmm. yeah, he just seems like he would probably hang out with us. He got at a household and and won the veto competition, so he literally just like control. So he put both of the bros up, so one of oh. them had to get voted out, so he could break up those because they were so close. So what does head of household do? They they put up the person for eviction, the okay. two people for, and they get a special room with like a basket from like all their favorite stuff from outside the house. Okay, so they just it's like you have the power of the house. Oh, this would be such a fun game to just try to play on, like, a trip. You would be really good at this game. And I told you this last year when I talked about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I remember and you Chelsea that. and I have talked about, like, who would be good that we know. I think I'd be terrible. Because um, I just, I think I would f- I would probably, like, I'd probably get into an alliance because I'm pretty good at, like, just making friends. But I just feel like I wouldn't have enough of the small talk game or, like, strategic game i would just be like having fun just trying to win competitions but (laughs) not really like talking like being strategic about it but i think you would be really strategic with how you were talking to certain people and when you would want to try to backdoor someone i think i'd be good at this game as long as it was with people that have never met me or knew nothing about yeah you would no one knows each other on this if show. you guys if i did, let's say we did the big brother game with all of our friends you would lose I immediately i'll be the first one off. Be, yes yeah because everyone <laughs> knows that you're going to try to manipulate everyone so yes that's the point of the game though yeah we would we know you so we would immediately get rid of you easy target over here but if you were to go play with strangers i think you would be really good all right, come on. How do we get me on this? Come on. I'm sh- there, you have to send in like audition tapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So explaining like why you think you why they should choose you. Yeah. And it's in California. They it's the same house. They just redo it every year to make it look different. All right. Well, so here's the thing, Split Six listeners. We all gotta send in my audition tape at the same time with everyone's recommendations. If we send in like 150 of them, come on, they can't ignore me. Maybe not. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, we actually have to watch um, the uh, episode from yesterday, which have been. Uh, I, I I don't I don't I didn't get to watch that one. So okay, we'll see who won. I who wins the next head of household and who won the the oh no Sam the robot won. There's a robot. Well, she was for the first week. One of the punishments was anytime they said like robot online, she had to go into a in this room and sit there, lock herself in this room, and there was this robot because this season's like all technology related. So there's this okay. robot that she just got to like remote control around, but she she had to be the robot for like half the day or longer. So it was really <laughs> hard for her to like form like friends and alliances and stuff because she was just this robot running around. So it really hurt her like game yeah because you can't sounds like a drinking game almost <laughs> yeah dude it's great it, it's it's pretty good man i i really i i, I thought i was gonna hate it because i'm not into reality tv like yeah. i never watched a lot of it um i used to watch like you know real world real world road rules yeah see i never that. watched any of that the only thing i watched was i watched like a season or two maybe a survivor because my mom used to watch it so when mm-hmm. i lived at home I would just watch whatever my parents watched. Yeah. So I watched that, 
and I always thought it was interesting, but not a, I wasn't ever huge on reality TV, but she, you know, my wife showed me this show, and I thought I was going to hate it. I was like, I don't want to watch this. And I just got sucked in. And, yeah. and she and she tells me last season was the worst season she's ever watched. No, but I loved one? it. Was that your first one yeah. last season? Yeah, and I oh, still nice. loved it. So if it only can get better from there, I'm excited. Damn. Well, Big Brother, I hope you're uh, listening to this and you're going to throw me some money. Come on. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about, because I know entertainment sections can be a little loosey-goosey depending on what's going yeah, on in the world yeah go for it so did you hear about this whole ligma outbreak okay uh no okay so i don't think so at least it was what, what wait first what is ligma so i'm gonna get there okay but let me just so you know ninja the streamer who streams for fortnite He's really big. He streams with like celebrities, and he's raised a ton of money. Um, I don't. I'm not a f- familiar with Twitch. Assuming he does it on that, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I know what Fortnite is, and I'm, yes. sh- I'm sure the listeners do. But okay, so Ninja, biggest Twitch streamer out there. Okay. Biggest Twitch Fortnite a, player out there. Twitch is a service you stream live video games on. Right? Yes, or live anything on. You could stream yourself playing your guitar, and people will watch oh, you. Okay. So you but can it's stream mostly anything for video live games, streaming. right? People know it for that. Most, yes. People know it for video games. But yeah, there's in real life streams and stuff like that. So, But it's a streaming service. So Ninja is one of the biggest streamers on the platform. Okay. Um, and so this whole... So let me just... So, so this, this, this random like Instagram user like posted something okay. um, on Instagram and tagged um, tag Ninja, Ninja in it. And and then from there it got shared, and then they they there was this fake news. He oh he wanted Ninja to help him spread like this fake news, right? Yeah. So then there's these bunch of articles about ligma, this ligma outbreak, which was like a disease that was killing people, and then the, okay. and then this thing happened where Ninja got ligma and he died from it, but the whole ligma thing is actually like this meme it, or in this guy it's lick my balls like lick my balls lick <laughs> okay, my balls okay. so um it, lick it's, my a, balls. it's a big penis joke yeah so then so ninja <laughs> so this goes why there's articles that like you can find fake news online right now like 800 and something people in florida got uh caught ligma and if you know our are, are dead or some there's a bunch of fake news articles about ligma but it all stems from this dick joke called lig my balls mm. i'm uh I'm, I'm a little bit triggered by the word fake news because uh you know the president yeah no like this is seriously like fake news. Like, like serious like seriously none of this is true like seriously ligma is not a thing ligma is lig my balls like okay. lick my balls okay but then people started posting articles about ligma disease that was killing people and ninja died from <laughs> like ligma. like little like blog posts or like posting that shit like like you, i could probably find an article that presents itself as real right and saying that ligma is killing people when it's just really like ligma balls <laughs> yes <laughs> so that <laughs> i mean an awesome troll job but come on <laughs> yeah so like I mean, even like Reddit, people didn't know what it was. Um, 
is Supreme Patty that did Instagram prankster die of ligma? Um, oh my gosh, so people are believing this shit. Right, so people literally were believing it, that Ninja had died. Wow. And he was not dead, and he kept responding to people, and he was so confused, and when he found out what it was, he got really kind of upset about it, and started banning people from his chat, mm-hmm. um, his like tw- Twitch chat. Yeah. Um, anytime they'd bring it up, he's like, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a dick joke, like, it's stupid. Like I'm ban ban people if you like. He asked people to stop. They wouldn't. So it like blew up. So obviously, anytime a streamer or anyone that has fame yeah says to stop something, all that does is make people do it more. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So eventually, it got so ridiculous that he just finally joined in and 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 me like like just laughed about it. And there's memes about it and. Um, it was just funny because it hit one of the biggest streamers who does a yeah. lot of good things, but this whole like Ligma controversy, um, people were really thinking it was like a real thing, like a um, real disease. That, that just speaks to the world and how it is now. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's crazy to me. Uh, man. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was. <laughs> I wasn't like following it like super closely, but I I just caught up on it the past couple of days because I saw an article about uh-huh. it. And I was just, I clicked on it. I'm like, what is Ligma? Like, is why are 800 people in Florida like dying? What is this? Am I gonna die? Um, and then I, I just researched. It's just the it most more. excellent troll job ever. It really was. It really was. So, but yeah. Um, so how your, do you beat trolls? Uh, you, I don't you, know. You, what, you just embrace what they're you, trolling. Yeah, really. That's all you can do is just embrace it. You just embrace it to the point where like they're like, okay, this isn't funny anymore. Exactly, and that's what he started doing. He just started embracing it, and then it, you know, it's dying down. So because yeah, you can't really like refute it, right? Otherwise, they're just gonna troll you more, right? So this is this this will speak to our political section, I think. Probably there's <laughs> uh there's definitely some um, funny things, but. Another thing we got to talk about is right. some upcoming uh, changes to, or some upcoming fun, awesome, exciting, brilliant, amazing news about Split Six Media. And I, I'll let you leave oh. this. Okay, guys. You guys know Split Six Media. We've been called Split Six Media since the dawn of time. But, you know, it's pretty much only been the Split Six podcast and Reviewable Anonymous. Which has died a little bit. Well, well, died massively. <laughs> Died really bad, straight dead. Uh, but uh, that is not because we don't care about the podcast, Beautiful Anonymous. I, I mean, I know Mike's fallen a little out of touch with it, but I still listen every week and love it. I have listened to the majority did, of them. Did you listen to last week's? Yep, Prison. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So um, I, I would love to bring that podcast back. I know yeah. it's hard for us to find time because getting older, realizing, like, okay, we have to manage, maintain relationships. We have to do the Split Six podcast every week. We have to golf. You know, maybe in the winter we'll bring it back. But we're gonna we are we are here announcing the third Split Six Media podcast that's going to be on the network. And Mike, you are one of the co-hosts of it, so. This is a very loose idea, but why don't you go ahead and get By it? By loose idea, you mean I already have a Twitter and email address created for it? I did not know that. And I followed you and tagged you 
in my I didn't follow you, but I did tag you in our in our bio. Oh, really? Produced by Nick Wigella. Nice. So I will follow you right now. I was going to so say, like, I didn't it. get any notifications. So, um, I, yeah, I created the logo. I love creation. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So, yeah. So the what podcast is, is going to be called Swimming with Sharks. Tentative name. Nope. It's the real name. Swimming with Sharks. It, it's a DFS podcast. DFS stands is, for Daily Fantasy Sports. Yep. A DFS podcast. Um with hosted by me and Michael Carls, the and my uh, my friend. D- Eric. Don't reveal it. I actually, it's okay. No one listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric Robertson, and uh, we are going the our slogan or our like what we're kind of going for is just average people trying to compete against in daily fantasy against sharks, which is what um, which is okay which is the like people that do dfs for a living and that's their main mm-hmm. job like we try to compete in in events with them and make money not crazy amounts of money we're average guys but you know money that we can look at our account and go oh, i'm happy with that like so, so so let me get this straight this is a podcast hosted by eric robertson and michael carls where they're going to give, be giving the listeners Daily fantasy advice, you know, like you're thinking DraftKings, you're thinking FanDuel, you're thinking, uh, what's the other one? Draft. Draft. Where where you're going to be setting daily lineups on daily fantasy games to try to win more money than the other person. More money than you started with. Right. And we're, we're trying to compete because there's people that play thousands of dollars every single day. Mm-hmm play hundreds of different lineup variations so if you enter into a tournament with one lineup against someone who has 150 lineups in the same entry you have almost a zero percent chance of beating them because that one of their 150 lineups will probably be better than yours so we have ways around that we have some tips for you we're going to give you we're going to be mainly focusing on golf and football Starting um, with football to get right. Starting with golf. Oh, you're starting with golf. Starting okay. with golf. Eric and I have been really successful in golf. Um, I have, uh, I've picked the winner in my lineup the past three weeks. Nice. And and and, and out of 156 golfers each week, so you've, I've had the winner in my lineup. You've picked a better winner than like the sh- actual sharks have. Like I've actually had the winner of the golf tournament in my lineup, and that's better than like the, the most of the sharks, right? So yeah, so, so I. So you've been basically swimming over them. Yes, exactly. Swimming I've been swimming over with sharks, them. baby. No, I've been swimming <laughs> with Sorry, the I'm sharks. Trying to push this new head. He's really <laughs> trying to push his new name, but uh, the Twitter and and email is already created. Um, can't be changed. It can be changed. And the logo. <laughs> um logo doesn't have to change <laughs> but yes it will uh we've been swimming with them and uh and, and doing and holding our own and we want to help people that maybe just click on DraftKings, click on a, some tournament like mm-hmm. the millionaire maker and submit their a lineup of their favorite players yeah no i'm excited for this um another you know it, it's going to be nice to uh expand because you know you know, I've always been talking about with Split Six Media. I always want to have podcasts. I want to start like a, a podcast empire. That's my 
dream goal. I know I'm not very close to it, but I've been doing this podcast consistently for over a year and a half. So what I've always wanted to do is have a sports podcast, an entertainment podcast, and a politics podcast. And, and you know, those different branches stemming from the split six tree. And so this is the start of this. Yeah, this will stem from the sports. And I think the amount, like, so just to, like, back this, so people, if, if the, you know, however many people are going to listen to this episode, if you want a reason why to listen to it. One, Daily Fantasy is really fun, right? You're not locked down yeah. to any certain team for you, a for a long period of time. But two, it's... it. Eric and I spend a ridiculous amount of hours researching these, these right. things. They know what they're talking about. Like we will literally be at like, this isn't a great endorsement for me at work, but I will literally be at work on my computer when I have some downtime. If you're listening to this and you research. work with Mike, turn this off right now yeah. or else it's illegal. Yeah. So I've just like, I'll spend time just looking at advanced metrics and stats and creating my own models and, just spending so many hours just uh trying to trying to better the sharks in the industry with one lineup instead of wait are you trying to go against the sharks so there are going to be in any tournament that you enter Mm -hmm. there's going to be guys that just you want to beat them you want to finish higher than them yes so because you're you might be in a tournament like just for the example this past week i played in a 43 man tournament 43 people okay because it's a small, it was a it was a thirty three dollar entry, so because it was a thirty three dollar entry with forty three people, a lot of the people that join those events are your so called sharks. Okay, you know I notice I know the names of these people because you can look at the entrance. Yeah, I like some of these people are on the top leaderboards and like the DraftKings stats. Yeah, and I'm in the same event as them, and I'm trying to do better than them, dude. Um. I gotta push this one more time. You want to swim over them? Swimming over sharks has SOS. You just want SOS. I know, and 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 I'm the producer, and I have told Eric, and I've really talked to you about this, but I this is your entire thing. I'm I'm just going to push what I think's best. I'm never going to like make it my own decision. But come on, that's we'll a, talk about it okay. because sometimes we're not trying to just beat them. We're just trying to compete with them. Like right, we don't. But you're trying to swim over them. Like we're trying to compete. Like our my you're not goal, trying to swim under. Swim my under goal them. is never my you you. My goal is never to win every tournament I enter. Yeah. My goal is to make money. See green screens, as mm-hmm. they say, where you look at your entries for the week, and when you look at your results on DraftKings when you're winning, everything's green. Yeah. So I'm trying to see green screens. So uh, here on Split Six, we're going to have Eric on next week. He's going to be the co-host to this uh, Swimming With Sharks podcast. And um, we're going to – what are we shoot? Do you, do you have an idea when we're shooting for uh, episode zero? Yeah, state? so we we want to – we're going to try to do a test run next week. Okay. With, the, uh, with um, the World Golf Championship, which is next week. Our – in our head, our our goal is to have the first official episode for the pl- for the PGA Championships, which is in not next week, but the week after. Okay. Two weeks from now, like not this week, not next week, but the week after. Two weeks from today. So it'd be. What what's the date? So yeah, it'd be about two weeks from today. 
Okay. Yeah. Two weeks from today is like when we would like to uh, release the first official. Like next week, we might try to release something that just kind of talks about it. So yeah, let's go for episode zero, which is a practice episode. We'll shoot it. Maybe maybe we'll try to record it even here after Eric does his split six episode to really go for the thing yeah we could do it next week yeah Mm. i'll come over for the split six yeah and uh we can record it after some all right well hey guys you heard it here first um if you want to get a head start uh we haven't tweeted anything but you can follow us at um sws sws dfs on twitter Mm. it might change to sos (laughs) it might but for right now it's sws dfs um at twitter on twitter um that's all we have right now is a twitter um but uh any other any other things if you're randomly interested just you know find me you know where to find me i've told you every week come on i know it's just you mitchell you're the only one listening to this well mitchell if you want to get some (laughs) dfs advice uh you'll be able to mitchell you you want honestly you need it if you want to yeah if you want to win in golf like eric and i are an incredibly heater the past three weeks Mm -hmm. like as i said i've had the winner in my lineup like the the golf tournament which if you have the golf tournament winner you're probably going to cash we also haven't had we've also picked only 70 people a week make the cut out of 156 oh and we've fear number three power the president grabbed me anyways uh, i don't know if everyone heard that but go ahead and finish that um we've we've picked we've had everyone in our lineup make the cut um, in golf, which is if you do that, which is really hard. If you do that, you're more than likely going to cash. But more to come. SWS, we're coming at you. They're coming at you, boys. Split Six Media, we are expanding. Now we're moving on, though, to our final beer. And also, if you think about it, I've got some uh, entertainment podcasts lined up for um, the future of Split Six Media, but I don't. Yet have a politics one. So if anyone's interested in starting a political podcast and uh, you want to do it consistently, hit me up. Sorry, I had to help uh, Michael get a beer. Michael! Yes. You know how we start these ones, don't you? Uh, with the, I was here when we did the first ever one. Were you? Yes. Do you remember what episode that was? No, but I do remember that it was my idea. Okay, well, I was not prepared, so I do not have to say it. But you know it's Trump tweets, guys. There was a spicy-ass one very recently. Oh, gosh. Didn't he just fucking go off about Iran? I don't know. I was at Fast Horses, remind you. So I saw some Twitter, but I didn't didn't, uh, spend a ton of time uh, on Twitter. Just when I was watching golf. That's it. Sorry, uh, I don't know if I even know my Twitter password, so... Um, I mean, I always can do it on my phone, but um, yeah, well, I can't do it. I could you it. Uh, possibly either hold this down for about a minute or um, what? You mean pause the podcast? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Hold on, guys. Sorry, we're gonna pause. Not that you will even fucking. All right, guys, we're back. Um, I know you didn't miss us because we paused it. So, <laughs> but we have Trump tweets to go through. Uh, the starter of this political segment of the split six podcast so here we go mike we'll start with the most fiery tweet that donald trump has released lately to iranian president rouhani 
Never, ever threaten the United States again or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. So I saw this tweet in real time. Like I saw it probably seconds maybe or minutes after he posted it. And it really caught me off guard. But what... Can you give me context? What did the Iranian president say? Okay, so I can't give you... I mean, I can I can look up some stuff, but what I think the Iran, Iranian president said, from what I've heard on other podcasts, is that um, the, the U.S. shouldn't meddle with Iran because it will release a big world, world war. Okay. Um, and I think it's in, in respects to the Iran nuclear deal being pulled out of by Donald Trump. And I don't think I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the Iranian president didn't like threaten violence against the United States. I think it was more like retaliatory violence, which, you know, if if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that uh, I don't give a shit about countries having nuclear weapons because I feel like they're just deterrents. So, you know, I mean, the reason we pulled out of the nuclear deal was because there weren't strict enough regulations about how to control what Iran was doing and to be able to safeguard it. Right. Because that was something that Trump was saying even during his campaigning, that was something that he was going to do. Something very successful for his campaign because, you know, the whole stigma of what Obama was doing. Like and that's why because Obama was the one that I mean in my opinion at least that's what that's why is because Obama's Iran nuclear deal didn't you know guarantee enough about them getting nuclear weapons, which is something even though you know, I I of course I don't want Iran to have nuclear weapons but I don't care if Iran has nuclear weapons I'm a little bit nationalist in that way like which I think aligns me more uh, with uh, like the center than trying to control world powers having nuclear weapons or not right yeah i mean i don't know i i don't know what he said i think the tweet was ridiculous wasn't it in all caps it was in all caps yes <laughs> so could he have maybe said something in like a press conference if i don't to be honest my context is thrown off because i don't know mm. what exactly was said by the iranian government um I don't know what was said, but I know what was not said. Like, I couldn't quote you on it, but I know that Iran did not threaten the USA, like, with an attack or anything. Okay. So, in that sense, like, yeah, I mean, a bit over the top, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it seemed, when I saw it, like, I was like, wow. Like, normally, Donald Trump tweets, I'm, like, kind of, like, immune to them now. Yeah. Like, I, I see them, and some of them are so, like, crazy and just weird or just doesn't seem like it's a president talking um so sometimes i just kind of just block it out well Uh, here here's one of the things that i was uh, excited to have you on for to talk about because you represent like a big part of this country that voted for obama and also voted for trump or did so i was wondering like where you stand now because you're a swing voter like the next election like at least your president president wise is going to be determined by like uh, people that have share your view or share your ideology. Yes. How do you stand so far? 
How do I stand so far? Um, I could do a little bit less with the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's a little bit it's a little bit much for me. Um, I don't think he needs to be on Twitter. Um, I think some of the things that he's done are definitely questionable. I really think, and I know we're going to talk about this. I really think his his like hard ass stance on like the national anthem protest and stuff is a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm a big, I'm I'm a supporter of it. Like I don't, it doesn't bother me that people protest. I think that's part of the rights that we have in this country. So I don't, I don't really care about that. Um, I can't say that. I can't say that I hate everything that's going on because, to be honest, like the economy and things are doing well. Oh, I and I would wonder why you say that. What? Why, why the why you think the economy is doing well? Ah, uh, I don't know if it's so much with. I I do think Trump has had some influence on it. Mm-hmm. I think some of some of the deals that maybe go under the radar or that un, like some of the things that he's done, like loosening up um, restrictions, uh, like re- loosening up regulations on some things, has helped the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, are, you ter- are you talking like in terms of like the environmental policy and stuff? Maybe that in the mortgage industry, there's been. So a lot of oh, yeah. um, you loosening are, up in the, the in the regulations. You are the you are, I guess, the closest thing to an expert on the mortgage. Not that you are, but like I, I wouldn't claim to be an expert, but I think I know you more work in than the, you work in the business. Yeah, I think I know more than your average person. Yeah, there has been some regulations um, and some things that have loosened up on the federal um, level that has made it a little bit easier for mortgage companies to. They haven't gotten to the point where they like. There's like. No regulations. We're uh-huh. we're gonna like we're gonna see another crash, but it's helped us qualify some people. Maybe we couldn't have qualified before. So you're not concerned at all about like you ever seen the movie The Big Short? Mm-hmm. Like you're not at all worried that like we're being too loose. No, because there's still a lot of regulations. Okay. Um, I think that's helpful to hear. But the if anything the the net like there could be a crash, mm-hmm. not on the. Um, residential mortgage side, but more on the commercial side. Um, I've talked about this with some people at work, and the commercial real estate business is a little—it's a little, little, little sketch right now. Yeah. But we don't deal with that at Quicken Loans, so I don't see it like full. I don't see it all the time. Right. But. That that's the one part, but I would say in general the economy is doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what being two years into Trump's presidency, I don't think we can credit Obama with all of that. Um, well, I think like at least you can you can. I think it's very foolish for people to discredit Obama for no. bringing it back. No, no, I think that some of Obama's uh, work definitely helped at the beginning, but I think that the economy is still really strong. Is can like as much as people that hate Trump don't want to credit him with anything he's the things that he's doing maybe he's we're 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 like we're clouded by the craziness of Donald Trump yeah we're clouded by the tweets we're clouded by like some of the things that he says or he does in his situation with his 
with the first lady and there's a lot of stuff going on with the president and obviously he gets covered so much because he's mm-hmm. one a the president b he's donald trump so like we get a lot of news from like we get a lot of things from all over the place um and a lot of it might cloud might deter us from some of the like the actual like policy stuff that he's yeah. doing so i guess right? i guess my question would be like what what of his policies has better the economy because i i find it hard to believe that his policies have better the economy i know that like the economy is uh, good right now but i do credit a lot of that to obama and i think that i i truly do believe that the policies he's put forth will hurt us in the long run and they're meant to benefit us now and hurt us once he's out of office yeah i mean his whole um i mean that that's a thing right so like that was a big thing with his whole with his whole tax mm-hmm. plan right is it's supposed to be really good for people like me mm-hmm. um right now mm-hmm. but in like 10 years it might not be yeah white men but the biggest thing <laughs> no just people making sorry, the amount just... of money that i'm making now um so like in my bracket of income, it, it, it would you consider me. yourself middle class or upper middle class? Middle class. Okay. Yeah, so I'd consider myself middle class. Um. And I mean, how like what our household income combined is like a hundred and ten. Okay. So I'd say that's pretty middle class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'm not freaking buying yachts or anything out here. <laughs> I wish. Um. But uh. It's helped me for sure. Like my paychecks are bigger, and I and I'm and I like that. But see, the problem with like those kind of changes is mm. with if we have another president next term, that uh, that the tax it could just change again. So yeah, if this tax plan stays into effect, yes, it will hurt me in the long run. But I doubt it does. I doubt this tax plan sees yeah. its full tenure. That yeah, I guess that's a good point about it. Like. I didn't think about it in terms of it changing. I just know what they made it for. And like, I, I mean, I, I guess I understand. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, well, I know why the Republicans in the Senate and house passed it because, the, you know, they literally said that if we don't pass a tax plan that helps the, you know, upper, upper class people, then we're not going to see any money from our donors. Like, they, they and, and, and I also like, I don't know. So my my view on like economics and stuff is kind of like flawed. I don't really know too much, but you are I would you say- are um uh, for our listeners' context, and you were someone who was going to vote for Bernie Sanders and did vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary. I did. I did vote for Bernie Sanders. I would have voted for him if he was on the ballot in November. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, I think like the, you are like the most crucial person to ask. Like not even just because it's. It's you, but because of like where you what you believe in and whatnot, you are a true swing voter. I am. Yeah, you. I will. I. I definitely do not pledge allegiance to either side. Mm-hmm. Um, I will vote for any candidate that gives me that that I I see. I'm very selfish. I'm gonna ben- I'm gonna vote for someone who, who who's gonna um, benefit you. Benefit me. I don't give a fuck. To be honest, sorry my language and sorry about my opinions here. You're allowed to swear on this podcast. But I do not give a shit about other people when it comes to this stuff. I'm going to think about me and my family first. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the fucking world. I'm not going to be here when it ends. Oh, so you're not 
or, or well, I guess I think like that that whole thing like if you don't care about what in the world like what about if you have children? Sure, like, maybe you, you, you don't care about their world. So maybe I so to me like I don't think the world's any anywhere close to ending mm-hmm. unless some actual nuclear war shit pops off and at that point who the fuck cares we're all gonna die um well, yeah you know i don't I, you know you know that i don't think that nuclear war is really i mean trump makes me a little scared because i feel like he could just like launch a nuke but like as long as no one launches nukes which i don't think is, is a realistic thing then we're fine yeah and well, i just like, think the world climate change i think that's the, a slow change yeah the, this climate change thing see my thing is like that kind of stuff it might affect some relatives real far down the road. And at that point, I'm going to be so far though. fucking long gone. I just I just don't really care that much. So so um, uh, to dive deep, deep real quick, um, you think when you die, it's just blackness? Um, well, I, am a, I am a believer, and uh, I am a... Oh, I didn't I'm, know that. Yeah, I'm a believer in, in, in heaven. Okay. I uh, have been since I was born um why did i know that <laughs> i've switched my allegiance to the i've always been a christian okay but i've switched i'm now would say i'm a converting to catholic um, oh interesting i didn't know that i was a baptist growing up um for most of my life and now with my wife and her family being very catholic their views are very similar to a Baptist. It's just maybe a little bit more uh, historic. It's been around a little bit longer, and they have some different. Fa- there's been some different. Uh, I'm a little hesitant because the one thing that I and I and I'm not very open about this part, but the one thing that I am a little like skeptical, and maybe I'm just I don't know, but it just it seems like the catholic churches are very either hispanic or white i was not where i thought you were going with that so like i don't know if there's like this rooted um racism built into the church but it seems very white and very hispanic so you're saying like in terms of like races racism like anti-black basically yeah, and I don't think they are. I I think yeah. the people there in the in the priests are very welcoming of everybody, but just like it just seems weird when I go to a church, no matter where it is. Like I've been to multiple different Catholic churches. Mm-hmm. It's a very white setting. Yeah, kind of off putting to me, right? Because I used I grew up in Baptist church. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's the devil. Don't worry about that. <laughs> in the Baptist church, it was very multicultural. So I don't know. That's just one thing that's been on my mind when I go to when I've been going to Catholic churches a lot. I'm like, why is this so okay. white? So I don't know. I don't yeah. want to like get involved in some like white cult uh, in the Catholic Church. Mm. But I I am switching over. Yes, I believe there's. We got way off topic. I believe there is heaven, um, and uh, and hell. So. It could just be black, but you know what? Here's my here's been my 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 feeling on it. Okay. Why not believe and 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 have that hope for you know afterlife experiences? Like beautiful eternity. Sure, have those have those aspiration and the belief that that will happen. Worst case scenario, it's just black. 
Yeah, I, I get that. But if it's not, and you're just like a satanic, and you and there actually is a heaven, and you just have no chance of getting in. Well, don't you think like 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 hell could be like more of a party? No, I think hell would just you be sitting there burning but, in, but, in pain forever. But like you know, um, you know me knowing my mother, and you know to an extent myself, I know what constant. I, I mean, I'm not saying I do, but like, I can understand what constant pain is like, and once you have constant pain, it becomes your new normal. Then there's if if there's nothing that's good to come out of pain, it just becomes your new normal. Like, honestly, living itself is a constant pain, but like you live for the times that are good, you know. But if you don't have any times that are good and you're just in constant pain, it's just kind of like stagnant you know yeah i don't know i just to me my 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 belief on it is i'm a believer and if worst case scenario there isn't anything then there isn't anything but Mm. i just i just want to believe there's something and it's there's some things that happen in life and i'm i'm a believer i'm a believer in ghosts me too. Me if, too. There, if there's ghosts, there gotta be some kind of ex- a- afterlife. Oh, I mean, so like, there's gotta be more than just black. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Like with that aspect of it, like I believe in ghosts, and I believe that there is. I mean, I'm I'm a big reincarnation believer, um, and and also like I don't I just don't think there's like a way you can quantify. Like it, it, I feel like if you believe in God. At least human human God, then that means you don't think there's life out there in the universe, right? I while we're on this topic, before I forget, okay, go ahead. Uh, reincarnation, you said. I don't. I don't believe in reincarnation, but I did. I have told Chelsea, and now I'm telling you, so you can make sure. And whoever listens to this, <laughs> when I do die, I would love to be put in one of those pod things. Me too. That. But- that grows a tree yes because i think why the hell do i want to just be sitting in the ground where some grass is gonna grow no fuck that let me let me be a tree if like if there's anything else like if if i can give anything to the world Mm -hmm. once i die and it for heaven it is just black and i'm just gone and there's nothing like at least my body can make some oxygen for the rest of the world right yeah and you can like feed like because and you know this here's the thing about like being because like, I'm a vegetarian and you were for a little bit. I was, and yeah. you were not for the same reasons that I am. No, um, any even plants themselves they have to eat dead things. Like that's how that's how life exists. Is it eats dead things, no matter where you look at it. But I think the the point of being a vegetarian or any other or vegan or anything is it's it's to make things suffer less while they're here because you know like plants eat just things that die they didn't kill anything you know they're just taking advantage they're like almost like vultures in that in that aspect right you know and, and it's like let's take that energy and build it into something good because i think the point of life is that there is no point honestly like, well everyone i think people have a point I think we're here to try to at least make some kind of impact on on, on other people mm. and and just an experience love 
and hurt and all the different emotions like i think we are here for for those reasons like, so you think there's a reason i think there's a reason i think our reason is to be here to spread love and and um experience just all the different things that life has to offer you good and bad right so when wouldn't that make like more of a point into reincarnation like to like experience like literally everything i mean maybe but i just don't believe that i'm gonna be mm. reborn as a another all right person all right. or thing i don't think this is a conversation we've ever had so let me just ask you some questions sure the, 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 and and i don't know i'm not trying to like pry and try to make you like think differently i'm just trying to to get you to understand where I'm coming from. Sure. Like the point of the Split Six podcast, understand where people are coming from. Um, so, you think the end all be all. Once you die, you either go to heaven or hell. You believe in that, right? Correct. So, let's say you go to heaven. What is heaven? Good question. Um, is it just permanently, permanent good? I think so. So the, my question then is, what is the difference between permanent good and permanent bad? It's all the same feeling. It eventually, is going to become numb to you. I don't know if it will. Because if you think of the happiest time of your life mm-hmm. um, so far, and you just... This podcast? Sure. And you just get to live <laughs> in this forever. Eventually, it will get boring. Is what it I wouldn't, think. though. I think if you if it's something that you love doing and you love it i think you can do it forever is okay so i think if heaven is just a place of like like eternal happiness everything is so happy all the time i don't think you get sick of that Mm -hmm. i do however think that if all you're doing all you are in is pain and suffering eventually that does get old even if you think it becomes normal you want it to end if if every day you had to go through the worst day of your life forever eventually mm-hmm. you would like groundhog day yeah. you would just want to for it to end you'd want to you'd probably want to just kill yourself but if after life that's not an option so you just have to keep living the worst day of your life over and over and over again like think of the worst you've ever felt in your life and i can probably think of the worst time you've ever felt in your life (laughs) and if 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 you had to live that moment forever like it never ended i guess if like it, it it like well no i don't i don't agree because like if that if i live was living the most the worst moment of my life over and over like okay so like maybe like if i if i remembered living it over and over then it's just going to become my new normal. See, I don't know. To me, like, I just think... But maybe if I forget it, like, every time I'm reliving, like, this new experience... Sure, that's what hell could be for you. Right, and that's, like, this show Preacher, that's what what they have for their hell. But also, like, I don't know. That just just doesn't make, make sense to me. I find, I find more, like, I'm, I've been more and more believing in a we are in a computer simulation because all right let me let me throw this at you right now and i'm sure i've done this on a different podcast but do you think humans could eventually make a simulation 
that you like maybe like wear, wear some goggles and it plugs into your brain a little bit so you can feel stuff do you think they could ever make something that could simulate life i don't know okay probably right because i think things i think technology is so crazy powerful I mean, imagine technology 20 years ago did you imagine watch the movie ready years... player one yeah okay so Terrible i think movie. about i love that movie did you yes um gosh so many easter eggs in that movie i don't, I don't think you listened to the split six podcast about that one <laughs> no i probably did i so sometimes i'll be honest i listen to a lot of them but i usually like skip around it's or okay. I, I definitely listen to the sports <laughs> section every time mm-hmm. but anyway so like ready player one i like I, I like that movie but i'm thinking like like that it would almost be there right you right. wear a suit you have goggles on you have a character and you feel things like he was getting felt that the girl was feeling yeah, him yeah. and his suit was feeling him mm-hmm. and like so like yes so imagine I, that like a step farther where you can't even distinguish it from the real world that would be pretty do you think do you think that humans will ever get to that point <sighs> I want to believe. I want to. I, I do believe probably yes. Okay, so the this theory that I've been, uh, not not even me, but that I've heard about, if that does happen, there is a infinitesimal small chance that it didn't already happen, and we are not already in that simulation. Because if we can make it once, we could make it inside that game, and inside that game, and inside that game, and inside that game, inside that game. So, I don't. I I don't think that's that happened because i just i mean it could so that means you think that it can't happen well i think it can right? happen well if it but can, i don't think it has already... happened yet well then so you just, but i i truly feel like there's like a very but, small but you also have to think i'm also a bible believer so i don't think humans have been around this long what what's a bio believer like i'm a i'm a i'm a christian so oh. i don't think people have been i think people have been around but I don't think people have been around long enough for that to happen. You don't think people are around? Wait, are you not, are you telling me you're not a believer in evolution? No, I'm not a believer in evolution. You're not? No. Oh gosh, Michael. Like I am to a certain point. I like I believe. Yes, I am, but I'm not. I believe that God created the world. Okay. And that things from there evolved but i don't think a big bang happened oh so you don't believe in like like do you believe in like dinosaurs yeah so then that means you believe in evolution then right kind yes i do but i think that they were that that stuff was i don't think a a big bang happened and molecules formed freaking animals i think there is some kind of there was there was and there's evidence for what you believe but there is like I, i could get down with the fact that we've never found aliens before makes me believe in God a little bit more, but not that I do, because you know something had to come from nothing. You know that's a big different debate. But if you believe that, you know, like, do you think life only came on this earth then? Right. Okay. And I you think just... it was from like a touch of God that created, created, or created the amoeba that started all life from that that created things like i i don't think that everything just started from like a 
Wow, we're already done? We're already a molecule. Done. Like, I don't think a big bang happened and things just started growing. Well, guys, um... What a freaking podcast. <laughs> well, next time Mike's on, we're going to dive deeper into this, guys. I promise you that. Mike, anything you want to plug? Just be ready for this uh, Swimming with Sharks podcast in two weeks. Where is it on Twitter? It will be at SWSDFS. We'll see about that. And uh, thanks for having me, Nick. Hey, Mike. This was a pleasure. This went by really fast. I'm sorry uh, it took me this long to have you on. I know we were planning on it, but you're both busy. I'll be on again. Hopefully <laughs> <Our> sooner <laughs> than last time. All right, guys. Uh, follow me at Nick Wagella on Twitter, at NWagella on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook at Split Six Media or wherever you can get your podcast at Split Six Media or maybe even the Split Six Podcast. I don't fucking know. Anyways, thank you for splitting six with us. And remember, it's more important to listen to what anyone is saying to you than it is for them to listen to what you are saying to them. Thank you for splitting six with us. Thank you. Love you. All of you. I'm a